This is the story of two brothers cursed with immortal life, an eternal burden to be shared throughout time. Part 4 The Exodus A thief had discovered Naveen, his hands and legs tied, waiting to die in a field of hungry vultures. The thief watched in awe as Naveen somehow commanded the flock of birds to tear away his bonds, and he did so without uttering a word. Once free, Naveen decided to join the thief on his travels. On that first night, they camped in the forest, and when the older man fell asleep, Naveen felt the sudden urge to touch the thief's cheek, which had been sliced by a vulture earlier that day. Naveen reached out, and then tasted the older man's blood on his fingers. And in that moment, the constant pain that had been plaguing Naveen suddenly disappeared. For a short while, he felt peace again. But in time, the pain returned even stronger than before. Naveen followed the thief from village to village on a spree of theft and minor villainy. They were highway bandits on the prowl for merchants and traders. And they were successful, easily stealing enough to enjoy themselves in every town they passed. Although they never stopped long in any one town. The thief always pushed on, always to the next village always searching for their next bounty. You see, he was building a purse with a specific purchase in mind. There was the northern road which extended thousands of miles into the Hindu Kush mountains and eventually into the west. And the southern road, which extended from the holy city of Varanasi all the way to the western shores, where each year Sailors waited for the monsoon winds that would carry them 
to Arabia. These were the two great roads that connected this land to other nations. And where these two roads met was Sarnath. Sarnath was more than a town. It was the most important intersection in the land. Just a few hundred years earlier, it was here that the Buddha himself gave his first sermon, for he knew that these roads would carry his message around the world. And it was here that Naveen and the thief waited for a man. Naveen and the thief met with an old executioner who spent his days killing tax evaders and enemy soldiers. Not with a sword, but with elephants. These elephants were expertly trained, quick to obey, and able to crush the accused swiftly underfoot, or tear them apart slowly in hideous torture. Naveen watched as the thief and the executioner spoke at length, and the thief relinquished his purse. With a great smile, the executioner leaned in and in hushed tones revealed a secret, the location of a sanctuary hidden in the next valley. A sanctuary where elephants were trained to kill for war. For a hundred years, the Mauryan Empire had established a bureaucracy for capturing and training elephants in the wild. They were hidden in royal sanctuaries in the deepest parts of the forest where they trained until called for battle. When Naveen and the thief followed the executioner's directions, they found one of these sanctuaries, only lightly guarded and with five elephants in captivity. In those days, and still to this day, an elephant could only be trained when its will had been broken. And to accomplish this, each creature was kept in a narrow cage with its limbs tied and stretched out so tightly it couldn't move an inch. And so the beast remained, and after weeks, it stopped trying to move, and after months, 
its spirit was crushed, and the elephant was ready to submit. When night had fallen, Naveen and the thief slipped into the sanctuary and quickly found what they were looking for. There were two bulls. One was sixty, staring blankly into the darkness, and the other was thirty, bigger, stronger, still in the prime of his life. But they could only take one. Naturally, Naveen moved to release the younger specimen, but the thief stopped him and instructed the boy to release the older bull, the one whose spirit had already been broken, and the one who would be worth more to the smugglers waiting for them on the coast. On his first attempt to mount the bull, the thief was thrown and nearly trampled underfoot until Naveen yelled out. And suddenly, the elephant stopped. Nothing more was said, but there was an understanding between man and beast. Naveen rode the beast into the forest as the thief walked alongside. And Naveen knew the tide of power had just shifted in his favor. They traveled in this fashion for a thousand miles, extending their crime spree as they went, evading capture by hiding in the forest all the way to the western shore. They were determined to arrive by season's end, when the winds would change direction and the merchants would depart on their yearly voyage to the west. On the last night of their journey together, the two men quarreled. It was a minor disagreement but the pain in Naveen's soul had been growing again, and on this evening he was blinded by his own wretched condition, and so he ended the argument swiftly. On the far side of the world, the great cities of Rome and Carthage were locked in generations of war. And war was always an opportunity. In this case, elephants were the prized commodity. There was an arms race for these animals. Demand was high on both sides. But supply was low, because Carthage 
had blocked the export of African elephants into Europe. Suddenly, there was great interest in the elephants of India, especially those that had already been broken, which is why the thief had arrived with his elephant in the age-old port of Barush, where the major land routes of the country converged and all manner of spices and jewels flowed out to foreign nations. It was here that the thief had planned to meet a smuggler who acquired these elephants and who was planning to depart just as soon as the winds changed, which would be any day now. Their meeting was cordial. The smuggler was an easy man who had grown fat and comfortable in his routine. Each year he would ride the winds west, spending months in the towns of Arabia collecting merchandise to bring back on his return. And now he was in Barouche, negotiating the purchase of this elephant. But it wasn't much of a negotiation, for the thief did not haggle. He was quick to agree on a price, and the smuggler just assumed his youth was to blame. For surely, a more experienced thief would have held out for more. Except, this was no experienced thief. It was Naveen, playing the role and closing the deal as quickly as possible, with just one additional request. He wanted to travel with the smuggler to leave this land and cross the waters to the deserts of Arabia and beyond. A few days later, Naveen left his homeland, left his brother in some distant cave, and traveled across the ocean with little more than a bag of silver, the clothes on his back, and a small vial of the thief's blood, which he hoped would be enough to last him the journey. If you enjoyed this story, please subscribe and rate us online. And if you have any comments or questions, please contact feedback at eternalburden.com.